for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for us. I'm your host, Jennifer Slattery, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive in to today's Bible verse, John 4.39. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is John four thirty nine. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. I've heard it said our testimony is perhaps the best, most irrefutable evidence for the power of the gospel. Changed lives glorify Christ and declare his love and grace. A transformed, joy-infused person living in Christ's freedom is contagious. Now, some of you might be familiar with the biblical account surrounding today's verse. So this was relatively early in Christ's ministry. He had performed his first miracle, turning water to wine at a wedding in Canaan, and he was gaining popularity among the people. He was also starting to irritate the Pharisees, who apparently were not pleased that Jesus' crew were baptizing more people than John the Baptist, which is a bit ironic, considering John's purpose was to point everyone to Jesus. Well, upon learning about what the Pharisees were saying, Scripture says Jesus left Judea and he returned to Galilee. And along the way, Scripture tells us that he had to go through Samaria. As you might or might not know, this would have been rather shocking at the time, for Jews did not associate with Samaritans, and they went to great lengths to avoid them. They considered Samaritans, who were half Jew and half Gentile, to be defiled. Well, to the respectable Jew, Samaritan women were even worse, and they were to be avoided at all costs. They were considered so unclean, according to rabbinical law from 66 AD, to touch such a woman or to drink from a vessel that they had touched. That made a Jew ceremonially unclean. And yet here was Jesus intentionally heading into Samaritan country and bringing his disciples with him. Now, that must have been shocking to them as well, and probably made them a little uncomfortable. But they were learning Jesus isn't afraid to break man-made customs and barriers, and he always sees and he always seeks out those that society deem worthless or defective, as he did with the woman he met in Samaria. But first, he sent his disciples into town to buy food, which I believe was intentional. I believe he was creating this, this private safe place for the woman he was about to encounter to transform. And so he sent his disciples off. He sat near the community well, and he waited, just as he patiently 
lovingly waits to meet with us each day. Well, around noon, a Samaritan woman came to draw water. And there's a lot of debate regarding her past and regarding why she came at that time. And and regardless, though, we know she probably had a lot of pain in her past. And living apart from Jesus Christ, she probably had pretty soul-deep emptiness, as we all do if we're not living with Christ. And so she came to the well, thinking she was coming to fill a physical thirst. But as he often does, Christ saw her deeper need, her spiritual thirst. And so he asked her for a drink of water, immediately shattering the man-made barrier Jewish leaders, the religious elite, had created. Barriers that probably made every Samaritan woman feel less than, feel shamed, dirty. And with one question, give me a drink, Jesus let her know that he saw her, the person, and he reached out to her, initiating a conversation that revealed who he was and that invited her to live filled with him. He said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water, water that would become within her a spring welling up to eternal life. And then in the conversation that followed, Jesus, this, this man whom she just met, told her things about her life that he could not have known without supernatural insight. I can see you are a prophet, she said in John 4, verse 19. And then she asked a question that pointed to a long-held dispute between the Jews and the Samaritans regarding the proper place of worship, which would have been a really big issue during that time. And Jesus redirected her to the new kingdom he was advancing, where people won't need to visit or climb a mountain or visit a temple to experience God. God would meet with them personally, inwardly. And then he told her plainly that he was the Messiah, the one she and everyone else had been waiting for. The Messiah had come to her, had met with her, had invited her close Can you imagine her excitement, her awestruck wonder? Verses 28 and 29 tell us, Leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? And this got everyone excited. Her testimony spurred them to investigate this man for themselves, and they did. They went out to meet Jesus. They urged him and his disciples to stay, and and they did. The result, many in that village became believers because as verse 42 says, they'd seen and heard for themselves that Jesus was the savior of the world. All because of the testimony of a woman that many people might have disregarded. A woman who may have frequently discounted herself, but chose despite whatever insecurity she might have had to proclaim Jesus. And as I said previously, our testimonies, our transformed lives, provide irrefutable evidence for the gospel. Your testimony, your proclamation of what Christ has done for you and in you, that could be precisely what someone needs to hear in order to investigate Jesus for themselves, in order to trust in him. You don't have to have fancy words. Like the Samaritan woman, you simply need to say, come and see what God has done, and then trust him to draw the other person to himself. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the gift of your son. 
Thank you for your love and all the ways you've worked in and through our lives, our stories, those that perhaps seem shocking as the Samaritan woman's must have, and also those quiet, beautiful moments when perhaps as a child we silently bowed our heads to accept your gift of life. All of our stories, Lord, have value. Help us to never discount ourselves or downplay everything you've done. Give us the courage, like the Samaritan woman, to share all the ways that you've loved and changed us, always inviting others to come and see, to experience you for themselves. Because we know if they seek you, you will make yourself known. In the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It helps us connect to more listeners like you. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. We want to thank our wonderful hosts, Jennifer Slattery and Grace Fox. You can hear more from Jennifer by visiting jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. And you can find out more from Grace by visiting gracebox.com. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists. But when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compare To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit LifeAudio.com to listen and subscribe.